It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus performance line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus performance line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. You are locked on Pac-12, your daily podcast on the Pac-12 conference. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Locked On Pac-12 podcast. There's no better place to get all of your Pac-12 conference news than the Locked On Pac-12 podcast hosted by your girl, Cindy Robinson. Follow the Locked On Pac-12 podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Today, we will be discussing Pro Football Focus's QB rankings. And I'm just going to let you know now, they're completely ridiculous. So... Joining me now is one of my favorite co-hosts, Brian Brown from Locked On Utes. We're going to completely destroy this. I'm just letting you know this right now. Like, there's nothing, I don't think there's anything we agree with about this ranking, the way it's done or anything. So, this shall be a fun show. <laughs> like, I, I don't like to trash other media outlets. Like, I know how hard this job can be at the same time. What happened, PFF? Did you get your homework mixed up? Did people submit the assignment late? What happened? This is a disaster. I feel like I probably could have pounded a a bottle of my favorite adult beverage and put together a list that was a little bit more organized and or coherent than this one. It's going to get ugly, but buckle in because I don't get hot on this podcast very often. I'm hot. I'm heated. Hot. 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 
Okay, so here's the confusing part, right? Because typically when we decide to talk about rankings and stuff, we typically agree with other media outlets or whoever, you know, come up with the rankings. We're pretty much on board with them. This one is like completely out of left field, completely. So to start things off, they have separated this whole ranking list into six different tiers. And the top tier, tier one, is titled The Elite. The only player under that tier is not even a Pac-12 player. It is Spencer Rattler. That's the only one they're considering elite in this upcoming college season. And this is out of all of the, um, what is it? Uh, is it FBS? Is that what it's called? Say that? F the whole FBS, NCAA, D1, football, all of the schools. Spencer Rattler is the only one they consider an elite quarterback going into this season. So we're not even going to dive into that because, you know, we're Pac-12. We're going to focus on Pac-12. The first Pac-12 quarterback on this list is Keaton Slovis from USC at number 10. And he's under the tier two, which is high ceiling QBs. So according to PFF, Keaton is a high ceiling quarterback. You know, there's a lot to look forward there. But I noticed they knocked him down for how rough – you know, his season was last. He obviously had a great freshman season, but to them did not live up to what they expected in the last season. I'm not totally mad at where he's placed at in this ranking, but I don't know if he's the best quarterback in the Pac-12 this season and if he should be the first one out of the Pac-12 on this list. I think that's the big debate here, and I think that's what's so frustrating about it is that you can go ahead and, and talk about how Slovis has struggled, I think, with uh, his development, and last year definitely was not a good follow-up to his freshman year. However, I don't think there's anybody in the Pac-12 that really had a great follow-up in 2020 to what happened in 2019. A lot of that needs to go on the conference itself, the way that they organize things, the way that they put together the season. And, and in fairness, I think last year was just an absolute disaster for, for most of college football. Nobody really had uh, any idea what they were doing, but the... the fascinating part about it is they kind of trash him but also say but he's got a really high ceiling so that's right. why he's number 10 and it's just like that's so conflicting to me like either he's good or he's not right and if he's not that good there's got to be talent in the pack 12 out there that i think could be ahead of him. exactly so here's where we have issue keaton is the only one and i hope i'm saying his name right keaton keaton i've heard it so many different ways i'm sorry i'm gonna figure it out I'm going to meet him at Pac-12 Media Day. We'll yeah. Talk about, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that at the end of the show. But, yes, we'll talk about that. Um, tier 3 is the next time we see a Pac-12 quarterback. And it's two, actually, out of the Pacific Northwest. So, Tier 3 is titled Good, Not Great. And they listed Dylan Morris from Washington at 28. And Jaden Delora at 31 out of Washington State. Now... We don't even know if Jaden's going to play for Washington State this year as far as like start as the starting quarterback. You know he's still dealing with the legal issues, trying to figure out what's going on there. Um, and I'm pretty sure that Washington is still trying to figure out their quarterback situation. Correct me if I'm wrong, Brian. Yeah, it's like th there's a lot of stuff that's still kind of up in the air. We, we really don't know what's what's happening with some of these positions. You know, the weird part about it is that there were like duality 
options that were ranked highly, like Boise State had Hank Bachmeyer and Jack Sears ranked at 45th. And I just like that to me is like if you don't even know who the quarterback's going to be, how can you rank them ahead of others? Or is it just that the program is that good? So, I mean, if that's the case, okay, that makes a little bit more sense to me, right? Like, there's a couple of programs on here that I think really it, it almost doesn't matter how good the quarterback is. They're going to be successful, right? Like, I think Washington defensively is like that. I think Utah has a strong defense. I think USC is just loaded with talent at the wide receiver position. So if you can get a guy who can at least get it within the catch radius of some of those dudes, and they've got some big wide receivers at that, you know, that's going to help them a lot. But if you're going to put together a list like this, like how is Dorian Thompson Robinson not a little bit higher, you know? And, Hello. And like, yeah, and, and you know, Jaden Daniels, who I think in some people's eyes is likely the best prospect returning to the Pac-12, and he's back behind Charlie Brewer, who's in 70, you know, 71. We're, we're way ahead of ourselves with this one, but it's just, it's so, I guess I just can't understand, like, how you would watch the Pac-12 and think to yourself, like, hey, it's Keaton Slovis 10, and then Jaden Delara, who we don't even know if he's going to be playing in the fall, uh, next up, and then Chase Garber's out there in the 50s, you know, and, and we've talked about it too, where he's one that, like, you know, if he's healthy, that's a guy to, that's a guy to watch. Right. Okay, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Um, a lot more to go. This is total confusion. We're lost. We're going to continue to talk about it. But before we go any deeper, let me tell you about Made In. If you don't know, they are a company that has quality and craftsmanship when it comes to their cookware you definitely should check out maiden maiden produces professional quality cookware and knives for those who love to cook like me i am one of those they source the finest materials and partner with renowned craftsmen to make premium kitchen tools available directly to you without the markup they have 28,000 plus five star reviews and their products are used by some of the world's best chefs at michelin starred restaurants around the world so if you're trying to cook like the best chefs in the world this this is the cookware you need. It distributes heat evenly. It can easily go from the stovetop to the oven. And their knives are fully forged, perfectly balanced, and they stay sharp. That's the best part because I definitely struggle with my knives. They're dull now. I need to order some new ones. So Made In, better cookware for better meals. Right now, Made In is offering our listeners 15% off your first order with promo code LOCKED. On. This is the best discount available anywhere online for Made In products. So go to madeincookware.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for 15% off your first order. Okay, Ryan, back to this craziness of PFF QB rankings. I cannot get over it. We're moving on to tier four and tier four is titled average. So according to PFF, the next four quarterbacks that we are going to talk about are average to them. Out of the whole college football, FBC, FBS, NCAA, look, all these letters over my head, I just know it's NCAA D1 schools, period. Okay, 59 at 59, Chase Garbers for Cal. Yeah, that silence, I, that silence was necessary because what? <laughs> I mean, that's talked, still... We talked about this before. Like, like, this is a dude that potentially, if he stays healthy for the entire season, could have that kind of transcendent year and take Cal up to the top of the conference because he's been the most reliable aspect of their offense. Like, how do you have him that far down? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm mad! 
it's like, how do you have him that far down? But then also, how do you not have a few others ahead of him? You know, um, I do know when we were doing our like reviews early on about, you know, the schools and who they have returning. We did mention that Chase Garbers has the potential to be one of the top Pac-12 quarterbacks this season. But he's still not the one that we consider to be the best. And coming up, the one following him is still not the one we're expecting it to be. At 71, it's Charlie Brewer out of Utah. Now, I'm not going to trash your people over there because, you know, that's – I get it. The loyalty, you know, you love Utah. That's just – that's your school and stuff. But there's still a few quarterbacks that I expected to come in before Charlie Brewer. Yeah, and, and look, I think I think the thing with Brewer is that we know what he is. You know, you look at this list, and, and the correlation that I made is Brock Purdy – for Iowa State is number 17, and Brock Purdy is basically Charlie Brewer. They're kind of the same quarterback. They're very, very like, I, I don't want to say pedestrian, but you know what you're getting with them. Like, it's like when I go to McDonald's and I get a cheeseburger. It's not going to overwhelm me, but I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to eat it, and I know what I'm getting. The consistency is the key for those kinds of places, right? Same with the quarterback position. Utah doesn't need an all, like, all American level quarterback to be successful this year. They've got everything else loaded up there. They just need Charlie Brewer to be good. And I think for a guy that's amassed 9,000 yards in his career as a quarterback, that's a lot of yardage. Whether you're good at the quarterback position, like you, you kind of have to have some skill to get that many yards for him to be that low on the list. But also to be ahead of some of these names is just uh, – I mean, like if, if, I'm, if you and I are having a fantasy draft, where does Charlie go in your fantasy draft? Because for me, he's probably bottom third of the conference. Yeah, I like mean, he's not going to put up big numbers at Utah. They want him because he's accurate and he's not going to turn the ball over, right? I'm starting to wonder if these QB rankings are even about the quarterback or more so what they're dealing with as far as the team that they're working with, with their schools, right? So I'm thinking this almost looks like it's an overall ranking of, okay, this is the quarterback you have, but this is the team that he's working with and this is the system that he's in. And so that it may not even be a, a distinct evaluation of the quarterbacks as much as it is everything overall because having Jaden Daniels come in at 72 out of ASU behind Charlie Brewer Chase Garbers uh Jaden Delora Dylan Morris it doesn't make sense and to call him average when he's almost slotted to be one of the best quarterbacks in the Pac-12 it just doesn't make sense and it's almost as if are you really even paying attention to what the Pac-12 has I think if anybody watched the conference last year, you knew that Dylan Morris was that same Charlie Brewer-esque quarterback, right? He's there to not make mistakes. He's there to be a game manager. That's fine. If you watch DTR, if you watch Jaden Daniels, those are playmakers. Those are guys that are making their offenses move. They're guys that are leading their teams. They were built for that moment. And to have them that far down the list... It just it, it almost feels borderline disrespectful. But even so, like some of the names that they have ahead of there, like Utah State's quarterback Logan Bonner is at sixty four. I don't know if Utah State even wins three games this year. That's and what so, they're slotted at bed on. So online. make it make sense. Like I I wish there yeah. was more evaluation behind or more description behind their evaluation because I almost want them to stream something to explain each and every pick order, all of that. Like how did you come to the conclusion that? these players are going to be this far down after Jaden there comes at number 74 now here's the funny part Oregon State doesn't even know who their quarterback is according to this one because they have Tristan is it Gebbia 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 yeah Gebbia, mm-hmm. and then Sam Neuer 
And it's like they have both of them on the list at 74. So there's no way you're telling me that they're equal in, you know, playing skill or whatever. And there's no way you're telling me that they're ahead of DTR. Um, who else is still available? Like, uh, there's a lot of people still on this list that, like, we haven't even discussed yet. And it doesn't make sense. It really doesn't. I think that's the frustrating part about it. You know, Colorado does does have some things to be made. Uh, some some decisions to be made at the quarterback position uh, between Brendan Lewis and JT Shroud. Oregon as well. Yeah, with Anthony Brown and Ty Thompson. Not real sure which one's going to emerge there, although it does seem like Anthony Brown has been the favorite. Arizona, we just really don't know what's happening there with a right. new head coach. So those ones I think are a little bit more accurate to be down a little bit further on the list. But at the same time, this is the Conference of Champions where the majority of schools are located at or near the biggest quarterback hotbed in the country. The Elite 11, meaning the most elite 11 quarterbacks in the country traditionally have been very successful at selecting those guys is housed in California. It is a California event. There are tons of California quarterbacks. There are Pac-12 rosters littered with elite 11 participants, finalists, everything like that. And it's almost the wild part about it is that you have DJ Uyunglele who comes from SoCal. He's an Orange County kid from St. John's Bosco, he goes to Clemson and suddenly he's a top 10 guy. But all the other guys like Tanner McKee at Stanford, who are, you know, not his same tier, but in that conversation in terms of like having been talented in California are down at the bottom of the list. And and I don't, like you said, I think the point to be made here is that they didn't clarify any of, of what's going on here. So is it, are you just sliding the Pac-12 because everybody does that and it's trendy? Because if so, like you're not doing your research. Right. Um, yeah, so all the ones we just listed, Chase Garbers, Charlie Brewer, Jaden Daniels, Tristan Gebbia, and Sam Neuer are all considered average, according to PFF. Coming up next, we're going to finish out this ranking system, and you guys are going to be so upset when you hear what they put Dorian Thompson Robinson under. So upset. But in the meantime, I got to tell you about Bill Barr, something positive to talk about because... I'm a little hot right now, and a Bill Bar would do me some justice. If you don't know about Bill Bar, this is what you need to know, okay? They're super healthy, super good. Bill Bar comes in nine delicious flavors, a little something for everybody, from coconut to coconut almond. If you're more into the fruity flavors, they have cherry and raspberry. And then, obviously, for our chocolate lovers, they have mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. Literally, something for everyone. I'm more of a salted caramel type. The best part about Bill Bar is that it's healthy. That's right, tasty and healthy. Each bar has about 17 to 18 grams of protein, low in calories, low in sugar, and low in carbs. That's nine amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Go to BillBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BillBar.com. All right, Brian, we're almost done with this travesty of a ranking. <laughs> I feel so bad because I've never, like, trashed other people's work this bad, but, like, it's pretty tough. Like, it really is pretty tough to, like, go along with this. So... Tier five, the title is need to improve more reps. 
So I'm not necessarily against that, right? Because it's not terrible. I think all of them need to improve and need to get more reps. But how low they are in this total ranking is the problem. So at 79, it's Anthony Brown and Ty Thompson out of Oregon. We mentioned earlier, Oregon's still trying to figure that out. Who's going to be the starting quarterback? You did say that Anthony Brown looks like he's going to emerge as the leader. But again, still to be... Still to be determined, and according to PFF, they feel like they're at 79 and need to improve in more reps. I'm not mad at it because we have discussed that neither one of them have had the premium experience that we expect out of the quarterback leading Oregon's team. And under the header, they say this quarterback, the quarterbacks in this group likely aren't leading explosive offenses in 2021. And when you think about DTR, the first word that should come to your mind is explosive. He's an incredible athlete. He's fast. He can throw the football a quarter mile, maybe even longer. I don't know. But this is the year that UCLA is supposed to be coming into their own. They're returning a good offensive line. They've got some weapons around him. He's had another year with Chip to be seasoned. And I think that relationship has probably benefited him because – the more Chip Kelly he gets, the better he's going to be as Chip can channel all that talent and that athletic ability into the offense to make it truly explosive. And I know people think that Chip Kelly has lost his touch. I don't necessarily agree with that because I think he's just gone in a different direction. Their run game has been spectacular while he's been at UCLA and it only looks to get better where they've really struggled on defense. You know, we've seen him put up plenty of points. This has been one of the better offenses in the Pac-12. How is he not explosive? I don't understand that. Not only that, but you have him behind Oregon, who we don't even know who the starter is. Okay, yeah, so we didn't make that clear. Dorian Thompson Robinson out of UCLA is at 87 behind Oregon. Or all the ones we listed before, but specifically Oregon at Oregon's at 79, DTR's at 87, and clearly Brian is upset. Okay, not feeling it. Well, I, you and I, get, you and I, you and I see. I can't even get my words out right now. I'm so t- tongue-tied over this. But you and I are both in the business. Like we get that the important part about explaining things to to your audience is having an actual take that's worth following or or that you're able to follow. And I hope that people don't really just sit here and think, man, they're really upset. We're ranting because we don't understand. At <laughs> like, all. That's the part that I just, I don't get it. I don't see the rhyme or reason. Like, are you trying to slight the Pac-12 programs, like saying that the teams aren't that good? Or are you just saying, like, the offense in the Pac-12 isn't that good? Which, boy, that's news because this has been the conference of offense for a long, long time. That's what the West Coast is about. We like to score touchdowns and we like to party afterwards. So I don't Thanks. know. You know, like, I don't, I just don't, I don't get it. Um, it's really surprising because I think in the past, PFF has been one of the more reliable uh, services. But this just, it caught me off guard and, and you know, I, I'm i stunned. Good for stunned. them, I guess, because they're getting everybody talking about it. I know. I wonder if this is more of like a, you know what, we just need engagement, get some reaction out of people. Like, let's just get them fired up and mess things up. Like, that, that you know, just, hey. I, w- I would do it. <laughs> I would do it just to get, you know, people talking if that's the case. Because this is what it seems like. Moving down to number 90 is Brendan Lewis and JT Shrout for Colorado. I think another team who is unsure about who's going to be the starter. So they're both listed there. Again, I'm not mad at the need to improve and get more reps situation. But the, I think we're more upset about the order of these this whole thing overall. And just the lack of respect for some of these teams. At 99 is Tanner McKee 
And Jack West out of Stanford, another team who's still deciding on their starter. And I think before when we talked about it, it appeared that they would probably go Jack West. But again, still unsure and undecided. And then rounding it out in tier six, the last one was Jordan McLeod and Gunnar Cruz and Will Plummer out of Arizona at 111. Is that all 12? Did we go through? I'm, I need to make sure. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Yep, that's all 12. Yeah. I had to make sure because it just seemed a little off. Some things seemed a little off. But, yes, under tier 6, it was needs significant improvement. And we're not going to argue with that. We expected Arizona to be at the bottom Honestly, 111 might be more generous because it's out of 130 teams. So, hey, you know, there's still some hope for Arizona. But, and that might be the one, the Kidon, Kidon, Kidon Slovis, we kind of agree. I feel like you just call him Kidon and roll with it. Kidon, Kidon. We love you. We love you. Kidon. You're no Max Borgie in our hearts, but, you know, we like you. I know, Kidon. I'm going, okay, so what we're, okay, let's finish talking about this. At the end of the day, we agree with Arizona. We're not mad at the USC, but UCLA, ASU, Cal, even even Oregon and Stanford probably deserve more respect than they got in this ranking. Yeah, and and even if you don't think the quarterbacks are going to be that productive, those are still going to be good football programs and good football teams. This is a conference that has five teams in the preseason top 25. Like, It's not like we're really bad this year and everybody should stop watching the Pac-12. This is the year where you should be engaging on that kind of stuff. So it just... It comes across very slidey. And, and, hey, like I'm really excited for those lower-tier programs that, that get the attention they deserve, right? Malik Willis for uh, uh, Liberty is, is a baller, and he deserves more attention, and people should be watching him play. But you know what? Same thing with Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Facts. Facts. Okay, so what we've been kind of sprinkling in there all – episode is that I will be attending Pac-12 Media Day and so I will get to interview some of these players and the head coaches for all Pac all 12 Pac-12 teams. We want to get you involved as much as possible. So if you have any questions that you want answered, this is your time to throw them our way and I will we will decipher through all of them or cipher through all of them, <laughs> sorry, and decide like which ones are worth asking the players and coaches. So send them my way on Twitter at under, underscore Cindy Robinson. And you can send them to Brian as well at underscore, no, not underscore, at Brown Bear SLC, sorry. Um, yeah, we have till the end of this month. So Pac-12 Media Day is July 27th. Send them my way, send them my way. And yeah, we'll get your questions answered. This is your chance to, you know, Talk to the players, ask a question or two before the season gets started. I will not be attending games and be in the media scrums, so you better take advantage of it while you can. <laughs> Other than that, make sure you check out Locked On Today podcast. This is Otani's world, and we are all just living in his greatness. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Follow Locked on Pac-12 on the Odyssey app and Locked on Utes on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. And then, like I said, at underscore Cindy Robinson, at Brown Bear SLC on Twitter. Holla at us because we want to get your questions answered. We want to make this podcast a podcast for you. Other than that, make sure you stay locked on Pac-12 on the Locked On Network. 
Hey Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.